The Realm Tree Episode 8 Beast Oh, Talia! Love, it's morning. Time to wake up. Uh... And by guh, she means five more minutes. This has been a Talia translation. I'm a picker up and shaker. Don't you dare. Nah, I dare. Ugh. Ah, ah, okay, okay, I'm up. Must you physically engage every problem you have? What? It worked. You're lucky you're endearing. Sorry about that, Tall. How are we feeling today? <sighs> Fine. Sleepy. We're about to go scout the surrounding area. This field is huge, but it has to have a border. Our way out of here is likely somewhere along there. Where's Mercury? Ah, speedy little bugger got a head start on us. Said he'd scout the west side of this place up until he finds the wall of the tree. Are we sure the best way up isn't back where we came? Around the forest with the owl monster thing? It's unlikely. This was the path blocked off with a door sealed by the test purveyors, almost like a checkpoint for our progress. Our path has been clear up until this point. Finding the right way to go could be the next part of the test. <sighs> Alright then, should we split up? Easy. Let's do it! Mercury is speedy enough to cover the whole western part of the field for sure. So, I'll take the north, Nadine can take the northeast, Daisy true east, Lex southeast, and Rondell true north. Uh, say that one more time, but way slower. This is very specific. Care to elaborate? Lex and Nadine can both use their elemental powers to set off flares if they find anything. Mercury probably could do that too with a light blast. So we're putting them between the folks who can't do that. If Daisy, Rondell, or myself find the path forward, we'll find the nearest one of you to gather everyone to the same place. Lex nodded in agreement. Mercury actually told us something similar. He ran off right when he woke up, but he said he'd set off a flash if we needed to come to his location. Great minds, I suppose. This is an excellent plan. Kudos to you both. Not used to being outbrained. I'm good with math and science, but this is very practical thinking that I never got from doing homework inside. I can admit it's not my strong suit. If only our sweet summer child could be as humble as you. Why be humble when you could be magnificent? Goodbye, Lex. We gathered our things and went our separate ways. I strapped my harpoon to my back. The field was even more picturesque in the daylight that made it through the tree. Beams of sunlight scattered across the rolling hills at different angles, like something out of a painting. After a few minutes of walking, I found a small stream in the ground at the base of a hill. I squatted beside the running water. It must be rainwater leaking through from somewhere. Did it rain recently? Maybe it's an artificial stream created for the- Good morning. Ah! I almost fell out of my squatting position, startled by the man behind me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to startle you. First I saw his black boots, then I looked up past his black trousers to see the massive shadow cast over me. A towering, pale, teenage fairy with tired eyes, shaggy brown hair, a long black overcoat, and a long metal pole or staff strapped to his back. I awkwardly made my way to my feet, struggling to look him in the eye. He was a few heads taller than Rondell, at least. I spoke up so you would hear me before you saw me. It's cool. How long have you been standing there? Not long. But you seem to reach the stream without seeing me. I looked up and down his massive form again. Not sure how I managed that. Hey, you're not going to fight me now, are you? You? No, I don't believe I have a reason to fight you. Phew! You're one of the only fairies with sense around here. I had to deal with some battle-hungry weirdos yesterday. Oh, and I'm Talia Wick. Jonathan Hale. Are you from the Night Realm? You give off some Night Realm vibes. Dark, gloomy... Winter. 
actually. Ah, I guess Hale is more of a Winter Realm last name, isn't it? Perhaps. I apologize if I'm being gloomy. Oh, no, that's not what I meant at all. Sorry, I've only ever really been to the Night and Spring Realms before this. The only other Winter Fairies I met before now are a sister and brother pair. And, you know, glasses, white hair, real wintry. And Ignatius Doherty. Huh? Professor Doherty. He's also of the Winter Realm. Oh, uh, cool. This guy was making Sai look like a conversationalist. You don't have a jewel. I don't, no. Is that a problem? Not at all. It was nice to meet you, Talia. Uh, you too. And be careful if you see any strange creatures within the tree. They can be deadly. He started to walk off. Hey, hey, wait, wait! Hmm? Sorry for shouting. Just not so big on the whole saying ominous things and then leaving thing that people seem to really like to do to me. My apologies. Don't worry about it. Explain what creatures you're talking about. Me and my team found a huge owl before getting here. It was real nasty. It came flying after us and we ran away. That's one of them. One of what? The beasts. Deadly monsters that reside within the tree. They are incredibly difficult to kill and are more likely to kill you first. Are there a lot of them? I've only seen the owl in the forest. Same. Where do they come from? From what I understand, they were once normal animals that evolved under the effects of the magic within the realm tree. That was Nadine's theory. Good to know. Thank you, Jonathan. Anytime. If you'll excuse me, I need to go find my team. Without saying another word, he lumbered off slowly. I could see now how I missed spotting him before. Even when he moves, there's a quietness to him. An odd gentleness and soft presence as if he was trying to be perfectly still. I looked away for a moment, and when I turned back, he had somehow vanished. I continued heading north past the stream. There were other hints of running water in the area. Puddles, some mud, even a small waterfall that led down into another stream. I poked my harpoon through, hoping for a secret passage, but it just rammed into dirt. The walking was starting to get monotonous, but then, in the distance, I noticed the field seemed to drop out of my sight, like the ground was just missing. Then I realized I was standing at the edge of a cliff face. I had left to find the northern end of the field, but it was just a big indent in the ground before I could even get that far. A massive crater and a drop that could kill someone. I looked over the edge to the drop below, but all instinct and fear of heights held me from looking further. A nasty end to this picturesque place. I had no way to climb down it and doubted I could do it safely. Why would I? We're trying to climb up to the top of the tree, not go down. <sighs> Nothing in the north. Guess I'll head back. I turned on my heel to leave, but then I heard something. It was the sound of breathing. Small, short breaths, rapid and pain. I felt my own chest tighten and turned my head towards the source of the noise. On the ground not far from me there was an animal. It looked sort of like a squirrel, but it was a bit larger. Its fur was a deep navy, fluffy in the back, like soft quills, its ears and face looking like a cat and its tail looking closer to that of a fox. Its eyes glowed a dark red. The beasts. Deadly monsters that reside within the tree. They are incredibly difficult to kill and are more likely to kill you first. Oh shit. That's what this had to be, right? Its red eye made contact with mine. It laid on its side and I could see its tiny belly rapidly inflating and deflating with air. The only sound I could hear beside the distant splash of the waterfall was its short, frantic breaths. 
The sound of something wounded terribly. Oh, man, oh, man, Talia, if this is the end and you're bitten to death, you've lived a pretty good life. It was relatively good, I guess. I reached into my bag and slowly drew out a piece of soft bread. In the same motion as I dropped it, I took a step backward. From its sideways position on the ground, it sniffed towards the bread. A small lap with its tiny pink tongue. It extended its neck further to eat it whole, chewing quickly. Its head then turned to me, but didn't lift off the ground. It could be a squirrel? A red-eyed squirrel? Cat? Thing? Night realm animals are way scarier than this, uh, little, um, lady? Reaching my arm out further, I slowly dripped water out of my canteen near its mouth. It lapped it up quickly. I poured one more time. It lapped it up again. Aw, you're cute. A cute little squirrel monster. Thank you. That's very kind. Did, did you just say something? Um, words? Hmm. Yep, okay. Yep, definitely in my head. I'm going crazy. Ooh, going crazy in a field. Cool, this is cool, cool. The cat thing sat up onto its back legs. It didn't look hostile. Who hurt you? It blinked back at me. Well, did you deserve it? A stare. Alright, maybe you live here. You, you probably do. This could all be normal. I'm sure you're fine. I took a careful step away, and in a burst of speed, it jumped right onto my arm, clinging to it like a branch. I tried to shake it, but it wouldn't budge. Get off, get off, get off. Get off. I spun around and walked backwards as I flailed, and I forgot I was standing right next to a sheer cliff drop high above the ground. Before I knew it, I was falling. What a stupid way to go. My team wouldn't know where I went unless they saw my body at the bottom. The thing that would defeat Talia Wick was not another fairy outmatching her no-jewel pathetic self in combat, but slipping and falling down a valley. Daisy would cry. Mom would never forgive herself. The last thing that she told me was that I was beautiful. Special. I've wanted to die before, but now... When I felt my life slipping away, surely a matter of seconds before my body broke against the ground, I wanted nothing more than to live. And I felt a jolt to my heart like I had just been struck by electricity. I was falling slower now. I moved by instinct. I kicked the ball of my foot against the wall in front of me. I pressed forward and up so hard I felt like my toes would break, and I kicked up the wall, sailing through the air. I swung my arms up, finding the ledge, and I clawed my way back up to where I fell. I was okay. Now, where was... I looked around for any sign of the squirrel-like beast that I had found. Oh man, you didn't fall down the cliff, did you? I know she jumped on me, but that didn't feel deserved. The fear I felt as I slipped would be so much greater for a wild animal. That's when I heard it again. Her breathing. Not pained like before, but small, the breathing lungs the size of a grape would yield. And I listened to where it came from. It was on me. On the center of my back. It was so light I could barely feel it. I reached around to touch it. As is customary with a lot of fairy clothing, my back was partially exposed to make room for a jewel and wings. Ironic on me, for sure. The squirrel had nestled itself between my shoulder blades where a jewel would be on any other fairy. Cute. Now, how are you holding on to me, bud? 
I heard the creature inhale again, and then I felt it completely sink into my back. Whoa, 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 what? It was gone. It sunk into me like Rondell's fist sinks into the ground. That's when I saw my arm. I could see my own veins, dark blue and pronounced, coursing with energy like glowing water. What the? In the daylight, the veins in both of my arms were glowing. I took a sharp inhale. I felt light, fast, powerful. I held my hands out in front of me. Wisps of purple energy were coming off of my fingertips. I felt my back and froze. Down my spine were a series of small, solid orbs, like the jewels on any other fairy, but smaller, a whole row of them. Oh, wow. Who was closest again? Nadine. Gotta find Nadine. So I ran, faster than I ever have before. I took a running jump at the apex of a hill, the same purple glow surrounding my legs as I jumped. It was almost like flying. In the distance, far in the distance, I could make out the white of Nadine's hair and coat. How could I see that far? The world around me moved in slow motion. I started to smile in spite of myself. I didn't know what was happening to me, but I felt my body moving at the speed of thought. I saw the stream again in front of me, my brain playing out all the ways I could slip and fall. So I jumped instead, right foot first, landing and sprinting again. <laughs> After all that excitement, I didn't notice the bump in the hill in front of me. I tumbled down it until I hit the base. On my side, I felt the creature on my back again. It must have pulled itself out. Guess it decides when that happens? Her tiny legs pawed their way up my arm and onto my face, where she started licking me with a soft, rough tongue. <laughs> Stop! Gross! Talia? Oh, Nadine! I leapt to my feet, the creature now perched on my shoulder. I saw you fall. Well, trip and fall and then roll, I guess. Look at this. It's a cat. A squirrel-cat hybrid? With some hints of skunk, maybe? With the bristles in its fur. I found it at the edge of a cliff or a crater, I guess. A huge one, and it was half dead. Real bad looking. I hesitated, but I had to try feeding it. I couldn't just leave it there. And then it climbed onto my back, and then suddenly I was moving so fast. My reflexes were instant. I felt powerful, and I was glowing blue and purple. I have questions about this crater, but continue. I ran into another fairy, a tall winter realm dude. Name? Name? Uh, Jonathan Hale. Ah, yes. Weird guy. He was, but that's not the point. He told me that there were animals within the tree. Beasts, he called them. That owl we saw was one of them. Animals morphed by, like, magic within the tree. And this squirrel is the same, I think. There's definitely magic in her. She clung to me around where a jewel would be, and I, like, super jumped out of the pit. Hmm. Sorry for throwing all of this at you, but I promise I'm not crazy. I wouldn't lie about something like this. All right. What triggered these heightened reflexes and bursts of speed from you? It was right when I fell, and then it kept up when I was trying to find you. And I could see you from super far away. An instinctive level of fear and urgency. Sure? Noted. She casually tossed two ice cubes into the air between us. I could see fire in one, and I assumed her flammable gas in the other. What are you- Release. Ah! Seeing the explosion coming, I launched myself backwards to dodge, landing on my side in the grass. What the hell was that for? <laughs> it's in your back again. 
She squinted through her glasses and began to circle me. There's a row of four blue jewels down your back, smaller than those of other fairies. Also, your eyes are glowing, and the veins in your face are more pronounced. There are faint traces of black and purple energy coming off you like steam. Fascinating. Yeah, we need to address that you just tried to blow me up. If I wanted to blow you up, that would have been a much bigger explosion. This was just to scare the same instincts into you as when you were falling. Unfortunate I had to lose those cubes, though. Lex can supply me with more fire, but the gas I'll have to brew myself. Girl, where are your priorities? Sorry, but we learned something new. Your little cat friend is giving you the powers you never had. What? Explain, please. That's all I've got for you. I've never seen or read anything like this. A magic beast awakening powers within a fairy or perhaps providing them? <laughs> Incredible. I feel like a science experiment. Then you're ahead of the game. We'll need to learn more about how these powers work. <laughs> Sorry. I've never seen you this, um, excited? It's kind of weird. This is a wholly new topic of study. Perhaps magic lost to the world or completely new born into existence just during our lifetimes. You're the weird one for not getting excited, honestly. I'm honestly a little worried. Why? From what Jonathan said, it sounds like fairies try to kill these beasts. And that owl was scary for sure, but I don't get hostile vibes from this one. Do you think any members of our team would want to kill it? I don't know. Ugh, this is all so much to take in. Can you keep her a secret just in case? Maybe. Please. I'm just surprised you're not telling Daisy. She's your best friend, right? Seems like she'd do anything for you. I love her, but she's not great with secrets. And it won't be a secret forever. I just want some time to, like, process everything that's happening to me. Hmm. I don't know. Just then, we saw a fireball fly into the air in the distance. That looks like Lex. It's one of his wisps for sure. A big one. Spelling something out. The wisp in the air started twisting in massive cursive letters. It was hard to follow, but it repeated itself over and over. It's spelling out help. Lex is in danger. The Realm Tree was created by Jumar Thompson and Julian Hermano, and is performed by voice artists all over the world. To show your support, please visit therealmtree.com and follow our socials. Thank you for listening, and tune in next time for Episode 9, Fear and Fire.